Welcome to the Meteor Podcast, a weekly news show about what's going on in the media community. This episode is for Friday, December 12th, 2014. Welcome, Meteor fans. I'm your host, Josh Showens, along with my co-host, Rye Walker. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Got your Meteor t-shirt on. Look all fancy today. Yeah. Nice. Got a few of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I snagged two out of the box too. Yep, I have two as well. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see. This week we're going to talk about uh, a new blog package, um, task scheduling package, Meteor 101 security patch, uh, a nifty update to uh, docs.meteor.com, and do I have to learn Node.js to use Meteor? I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll talk. All right. Uh, so before we get into all the other topics, real quick, I'll say, one, uh, you can support the podcast and Meteor Club by going to patreon.com slash Meteor Club. Um, it's a, a simple little setup. You can say, like, um, I want to donate, like, two bucks uh, a month if you want. Um, and there are some little rewards in there. And I got to say... There's been uh, three people that have joined the uh, the, the Slack chat room, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. So you're missing out. Check it out, Patreon.com/slash/MediaClub. Um, and then uh, sponsors. Uh, yeah, we'll get rid of sponsors too if we hit the a certain number mark. So, um, but uh, sponsors this this month, which they are awesome. It's Codeship.io. Uh, go check them out. Uh, they do continuous deployment stuff, um, testing. So you can like write some tests and they'll run them. And if they pass, they'll ship your code somewhere if you want. So they've got a lot of awesome integration with GitHub and um, all the other tools, Heroku, Modulus, you know, all that kind of stuff. So uh, check them out. You can use the the code uh, Meteor Podcast and you get 20% off three months um, on any of their plans. So... Uh, and then our other sponsor is Modulus.io. I'm sure you guys know all about them. Uh, they are the best media hosting platform available right now. I uh, talked about them last night again, too. Um, yeah, it's just super easy to get started. And now they have, like, auto-scaling so you can watch your CPU and, like, launch more media instances if you need them. You can change your kind of instance size. So if you've got a Meteor app that's consuming a little more memory, you know, they've got the flexibility to do that. They've got a great team that does uh, a good job of support. And uh, it's just super easy to get a Meteor app deployed there. So I'd check them out, modulus.io. And they also have a coupon, uh, Met Podcast, and it'll get you a $25 credit that you can use. So check them out, modulus.io. All right. So first up, uh, the new blog package for Meteor. Uh, Sam Hatorum. I, I probably screwed that up, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I know I know Sam real well. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, is there, there's no R in there. Hatorum? 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 I don't know. <laughs> I've, I've never had to say his last name. That's so funny. <laughs> Velocity guy. We'll just leave it at that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he made a new blog package. Uh, it's been abstracted, extracted, I guess, out of um, out of the work he's been doing on the testing book platform that he's been working on. And um, 
So he's got like a nice inline editable content kind of interface going on there. And uh, it's CSS framework agnostic. So he wanted to use pure CSS, um, but he built it in such a way that, you know, you just kind of apply your styling. There's no like default classes coming from bootstrap or anything. And I think it, excuse me, in this day and age of polymer and, Google material design and all that stuff. This is starting to get important. Like bootstraps, not the only game in town. So, (laughs) Um, yes. And disclaimer, like I've, I've got a pull request out there to add, share it to his package as well. So. Got it. Is it, um, is the ride W um, blog package, Twitter bootstrap. It's baked in there. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sort of right. baked in there. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know how heavy it is, but it's definitely got some bootstrap classes in there. Yep. 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 Which you know. Yep. If I was gonna do it. <laughs> what? No, I was gonna say if, if I were to do it again here in 2014, 15 almost, uh, yeah. definitely wouldn't bake it Twitter. So I think that's the right decision. Yeah. 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 It's, well, I spent time as a result of like helping him out with the sharing stuff. I went through and, and kind of uh, anonymized share it, so to speak as well, and removed out the, a lot of those, those classes. So by default, like all the defaults there are bootstrap friendly, but then you can easily override them with some settings. So Mm, I think that's definitely the way to go forward. So Good stuff. I'd check it out. Uh, Zolvio uh, colon MD dash blog is the name of the package. The mouthful. <laughs> yeah, you actually try to say his username too because I was thinking that's just as hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's easier. Uh, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. um, All right. Um, <clears throat> we'll go to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Real quick before we do that, uh, I see we've got some viewers as well. Feel free to like tweet questions or ask uh, questions on the page or uh, use the Q and a app and we'll, uh, we may, we may take a question or two at the end here too. So cool. Yeah. Carry on. Awesome. Uh, all right. So next topic, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about task scheduling. Um, so a lot of times in your meteor app, uh, you have work that you need to get done on a schedule. And the question is, how do you do that? So Slava um, posted to creator, uh, I love these posts. Like it's like his blogging platform. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, awesome. Keep it up, Slava. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He did a nice long post on Crater. Um, and uh, you know the questions are, you know, how how would he, what what he'd like to have exist in the world, um, and um, uh, kind of goes into some of the details around, um, uh, you know, being tolerant uh, tolerant to failures. Um, that it can deal with short tasks as well as long running tasks, um, so on and so forth. Um, it's funny because like, this is a topic that's uh, near and dear to my heart too. We, li- we literally just released a package meteor workers last week um, because uh, our new product user cycle has a crap ton of background work. It's like 90% background work and 10% UI right now. Um, and, and you know, and, and it's always it's always just like doing API stuff. And our experience in the past is if we did that in the main meteor thread, that it would could affect the user experience of the web users. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing that in in Fantasy Hub in the 
the main uh, affecting point actually wasn't like slowness or lagginess or anything. It was actually like when the API went down, we weren't doing proper error handling and like it crashed the main app, which sucked as well. Yeah, but. that's yeah. I, I've seen it both ways. I think I think even even during Fantasy Hub, yeah. uh, you know, there were just if it's like if it's slamming data in or out of the or I should say into the um, into the web app and there's lots of connected clients. That's that uplog activity gets persisted. That you know it has to check a bunch of stuff. I don't know if that's still the case though. That's why I'm I'm trying to. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, I was talking about that last night. So I gave a talk on hosting, and um, that's the downside of the oplog. Is like if you're pushing too much data into Mongo, then you're gonna ramp up CPU usage on all your boxes because they gotta process all that data. Yeah. We need like selective oplog. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's not even like. So if you're doing all that work, let's say you're inserting, you know, 100 records a second from an API interaction, but then there's 100 connected people. That's 100 times 100 things it needs to check. Uh, you know, to affect this guy's subscription. How about this guy's subscription? And if you're doing 100 a second, you can imagine that's 100 times 100 checks it has to do a second if it wants to keep up. Right. So, so that's where the CPU spikes. And so yeah, I think that'll definitely be a well, something that needs to be dealt with as we need to, you know, as we want to make Meteor scalable more easily. Um, mm-hmm. And so our package basically takes the work out of um, out of the main Meteor uh, process. Have you looked at it yet, Josh? I'm curious if you've had a chance I did, to I did. I did. Was, I was talking to um, Greg about it a little bit. I, mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the code, but I, I did talk to Greg about kind of the architecture of it. And so it sounds like you guys just spawn a new process when Meteor starts and then, like, it just sits there, and it, it uses Monk and listens to the the collections uh, mm-hmm. that it wants to, and then it runs the – it's it looks – like, the, the API looks pretty similar to how Rescue kind of functioned in, right. in Rails land. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of what we talked about, and I think we just – originally, we were just doing background jobs. We just added the scheduling piece to it. So, yeah, we, I mean, we'd love to turn it into a, a valuable package for more than just us, so – yeah. Uh, we're, we're about to ins- add it, use it, add it to um, assistant because um, it. Like I still have that problem I was describing earlier, where the too much of the work happens in the main process. Um, see if that helps make that app perform a little bit better. But uh, yeah, so I I know like I don't I don't want to talk too much about client stuff, but like I know one client had some problems with synced cron, like mm-hmm. running in their main thread, and it would it was running like hourly to check for emails to send or it was running every quarter hour. And um, like every time it would run, you could actually see it affect like login performance and that kind of stuff. Like yeah. people would be logging in and we'd see these huge spikes and yep. response time on it. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, we definitely need to do work around this area um, if we want to build, build apps. And so, uh, yeah, so check out the packages, uh, check out um, Slava's post. Mm-hmm. Um, add add your commentary to it. Um, yeah, maybe we can take Slava's post and like rearrange it and like throw it as a roadmap over on the the workers package you have. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'd be curious to see how compliant we are with these as it is. Are we twenty percent or eighty percent? You know, uh, let's just dive through them and check it out. Uh, yeah. I should let's add that as an issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, all right, uh, let's go to the next topic. Yes. So the uh, security patch. Um, this actually, there's a couple pieces to this that I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. So they uh, they announced that there is now a new. I'm pulling up the code here. Uh, an update 
And uh, I guess for some reason, the allow and deny, uh, they didn't have a check in place from the looks of it to look at the mutator to make sure that it was an object. And so you were able to send in whatever you wanted for the mutator. And I guess that you, you could do bad things, right? <laughs> and so um, they released the security patch, which was pretty, just like a two-liner with white space. It's not a huge one. Um, but uh, I, I would definitely say install it. Like this is ridiculously small update. Um, and you should get it in place so that you're allowed, like even if you're not using a lot of allow deny, like you should put this in place because you may still be vulnerable. So um, highly recommend installing the update. And they updated like every, basically every branch since 05 or 07. I think it was 05. Mm. Um, you know, every major release got an update as well. So it doesn't matter what version you're on, there should be a patch release in that branch for you. So Yeah, and I, I would also add, like, they even gave a snippet that if you don't want to upgrade for whatever reason, just copy and paste this code into your into your uh, project, and that also is another way to solve the problem. Uh, yeah. So no excuses. Uh, you know, sometimes these things happen, and they caught it, they communicated it, they, they updated everything, so... You just have to do the work of uh, calling the update function. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good stuff there. And then it kind of, you know, it, it, like I decided to spark a debate off this as well mm -hmm. on a private mailing list. And, um, you know, I was just curious, like, I, I know like Percolate's on that mailing list and um, some of the other big players in the meteor space. So I was kind of curious to hear how people are handling it. And so I said, like, you know, like I've had this debate with Sasha before about, you know, meteor methods versus uh, just using allow deny. And I just, I feel like, I, I said in the post, I feel like when I'm trying to defend allow deny, like I'm bringing a knife to a gunfight. Like mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know how to, how to adequately say that, you know, allow deny is somehow better than than using a meteor method. But for me, like, I don't, there's just something feels inherently wrong that, we're using Meteor methods to do all this stuff. I feel like Meteor methods should be reserved for special things, not for like everyday um, kind of data input. Yeah, it's tricky. It's because it's kind of like an abstract concept um, that I, I think generally new people don't really understand what allow what those what those are. You know what they're doing exactly. I remember the first time I saw them, I was like, uh, okay, so I just put user idea there. That's weird. You know what? What did I just do there? Yeah, it's it's such terse code. Reminds me of the early days of Rails when you were using like belongs to and has many. It's like what? Why did I just? This was too, it seems too easy. Yeah, <laughs> and in effect, it generated like tons of code. Well, not generated, but created lots of methods for you just by adding one little line. So, right, um, it's the trickiness part of the easier you make it to do for someone to do something powerful, the riskier it is that they're misusing it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, there's, there's good tools out there like the security chain from Ongo works. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I, there's options out there. So if you, if you like loud and I, you can continue to go that way. But yeah. I, I thought I'd bring the debate up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. I think it's, um, it's just like insecure and um, what's their package auto publish. Like, you know, do those belong in Meteor? Like, they do help make make it easier for people to get going, but they're usually, on the long term, more of a liability than they are an asset, so. Yeah, so, like, in my training class with those, I tend to go, 
like we'll we'll start inserting some data and then I'll be like, oh wait, we have this crutch here. Like let's remove these and then you see like how to hook it up after that. So right. yeah. Yeah. So it's a crutch. It's a it's an early dev crutch and uh, you know, again, pretty easy to remove when you're ready to remove it. So yeah, yeah, th- those are. But then, you know, it's funny because Glasser jumped in and gave his opinion, and he uses a loud and I. And yeah, he likes those it. Client side updates. So, yeah. who knows? Yep, that's a pending issue, let's just say. Good to re- thank- that was good for you to bring it up, though. That was a pretty lively discussion. So. Yes. Um, all right, next topic is this one's really easy. This is a fast topic that uh, it's a feature. When did this feature happen? You know? I, uh, so, let me click. Well, let me tell you. Let's tell people what it is first. So, yeah, basically, when you're in the Meteor Docs, um, if you just start typing, it's it it opens up a little search box. So, if I'm here, I just go search for the word Cordova, and they pop up with a little yellow highlight, and you arrow down and press Enter, and you jump to that spot in the dock. So, pretty awesome. You have to click Enter. You can't click the mouse, which. Yeah, I'm sure they'll add that at some point. <laughs> yes, that was a frustration the first time I used it. And <laughs> if you look at the comments in Crater, like I'm not the only one. Everyone's like, I don't understand what to do. Like after I find the one <laughs> I want, like what do I, what do I do? What, what? Yeah, it just goes to show you, even experienced developers are can be dumb users sometimes, right? According to the designer of the app. <laughs> oh, here we go. Thanks, Apple. Let's just <laughs> ring everywhere. <laughs> that's awesome all right um, <laughs> yeah and so i mean like the event map you just put like a comma and then you can put a second second uh event in there right yep so just so, do it come on yeah. guys <laughs> is it is it open source is that code pull re- pull requestable uh i don't even know I, I bet it is. I bet it is. I bet if you dig, you can find it. I wish that, I wish Meteor had their code separated in lots of repositories. Did I ever mention that to you before? <laughs> well, I mean, it should be now, right? Because uh, those core packages should really just become regular packages, not core yeah. packages. Yeah. I, I remember when I brought that up to them, they said uh, that would be a big pain in their ass, which it is, you know, because it's kind of nice for them to have all the code in one code base, but... Uh, it is so i like i get i get the core packages but like the the other stuff um i don't know like the coffee script stuff like that's that shouldn't be core anymore that should just be an, an outside package so yeah. you could you could probably cut away like 20 other packages out of there i bet that's progress indeed yeah, let's go to the last topic last topic uh do i have to learn node.js to use meteor um and this is uh a discussion on Crater as well. And it looks like the consensus is no. Uh, everyone says, like, as long as you know JavaScript, you're fine. I would tend to agree with that. Um, so when I came to it, like, I had some Node experience, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself an expert. Like, I knew enough to maybe go in and open, say, Popcorn Time on GitHub and, and read their source code. But... Maybe not enough to like go build popcorn time using Node WebKit. Um, so I would definitely say, like to me, I don't make learning Node a prerequisite to my training class. So I don't. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that it's tricky. Like, um, what is Node? Uh, Meteor is a form of Node, and so therefore, you know, if you're doing anything on the server, you're you're doing Node. You know, you're uh... true. But at the same time, like. 
it's a weird version of node right because they've wrapped everything in fibers and it's all synchronous and so like yeah i i think knowing node comes in handy when you're going to pull in npm packages and you kind of need to wrap them up on the server side yeah and maybe maybe that's handy then but yeah i think the beautiful part is like it's easy to pull in npm packages like the documentation's good on that those packages are it seems things seem to just work, especially now in the modern era of media development. You know, earlier on when there was some weirdness with different competing ways of getting NPM packages in, that was that was a little bit more challenging. Yeah, but yeah, I think that um, we, if you're gonna you know to build test little fun apps, you don't need to know um, Node. But as soon as you start building a real production app, there's back background work which is pure Node at that point, really. Maybe I mean so we did that. Um, you were you were out giving your polymer talk, but um, here in Cincinnati we did at the meetup we did a a little example app that used Cordova and Ratchet and cool. um, uh, we used I called it local eats and I'll, I'm I'm writing a talk around all this as well. Hmm. Um, so it'll it'll be online actually January thirteenth. Oh. O'Reilly, hmm. um, but anyway. Uh, so we just used um, the HTTP package, and I was able to make requests to the Google local API and grab data from it on the server side. So like when you would pull up the web page, I would grab your your Latin long and then ship that to the Google API and pull back like 20 restaurants that were near you. And um, that didn't really require me to use Node at all. I mean, I was I was working in Node, but I mean, it was all like Meteor packages specifically that got it done for me. So, yeah, yeah. So I think I think the the consensus on Creator is pretty correct. Like generally, no, you don't need to. Just like when you started learning Rails, did you need to know Ruby? And the answer to that was not really for a bit. You know, like you can write a Rails app for a pretty long time before you really understand what the hell <laughs> it's doing with Ruby. Um, but it's, it's, eventually you need to learn the language. Yeah. Uh, or, or, yeah. or maybe you you weren't here last week. Maybe you learn io.js. Oh, yes. Yes, yes <laughs> I heard about that. Awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's that's kind of everything this week. Uh, but mm-hmm. there, let me tell you, like, there are 20 posts on Crater, and I think the oldest post on the front page is from five days ago and most of it's been within the last two days within the last 24 hours almost when you look at it so you guys should be checking out crater.io i mean there is there is just a ton going on lately yeah so good stuff yeah a lot of momentum behind meteor (laughs) it's growing and i i have actual proof that it's growing like 50% 50% month over a month for the last two months on Crater for traffic. So uh, That's good. You that's, should uh, do a blog post about that. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I will. Easy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a two paragraph post with a screenshot, right? I can I, do that. I love charts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, do we have any questions from the live listener? Uh, Not let me really. go. Look here. We'll search for Meteor Podcast. There are none in the chat. Okay. Um, let's see if there were any on the. No, doesn't look like there are any on line either. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot one last thing. So Patreon for the people that do sign up, 
just give you a little shout out at the end of the episode. Uh, so we had two more sign up, uh, Ben S and, uh, Paul S signed up this week. And, um, so appreciate their support and, and, uh, you know, they're hanging out in the chat room and having fun. You could be too. (laughs) And, uh, as always, the other way you can give back to the show is just go to iTunes and leave us reviews. We always love that as well. So maybe next week we'll cue some up and read them. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. All right, good show. Talk yeah. to you next week. Same time next week, 3.30. Right. See you, man. Bye. Bye.